All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 58, the 58th episode of Feel Good Friday. That's right, I'm bringing you another one, another one. Because God damn it, you deserve it. God damn it, you deserve it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I had a text from my buddy Nick. Um, it's adorable that he knows how phones work at his age. It's inspiring, really. But he uh, sent me a text and he said, just wanted to let you know, I've been listening to your podcast and I think you've been getting better at it. Like better. That, that, now that I'm thinking about it, that implies that I wasn't good. Well, actually getting better. I guess you can be good and then get better. I didn't look too much into it. It was a compliment and I took it. I like taking compliments. I do. I act a little bashful sometimes. I'm like, nah, just doing my job. Just doing my civic duties. But uh, I do enjoy compliments. I like reassurance. And uh, he sent me that text and it felt really nice to hear. And that's the reason I keep doing this. So some episodes get more views than the others. Again, I'm not making a boatload of cash from this podcast. I'm doing this basically for me just to get all my thoughts out. And again, I do it for Finnegan so that if something happens to me, like if diabetes happens and then I die uh, from diabetes, which, uh, you know, you talk about your foot falling off, like maybe my head falls off. I don't know. That could happen, right? It's 2023. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Like your head falling off from diabetes. Maybe. Maybe. It's a wonderful, wonderful progressive world that we live in. But uh, I, I appreciated that comment from Nick, that text from Nick. Again, inspirational. He knows how, I don't know if he has a razor or if, you know, he just had someone text for him, um, something like that. But it, it was really nice hearing that from Nick, who his wedding is coming up. It's going to be a ball. It's going to be a ball. Does anyone say that? It's going to be a ball. I don't think anyone says that anymore because I think a ball is an activity. It's also another term for a testicle too. So maybe people avoid that because they're like, well, ball can also, you know, there are a lot of jokes to be made. Ball, balls, ball sack, testicles. So maybe people avoid that, but it's going to be a fun time. Uh, he was telling me about his bachelor party. Got the invite. Not in the wedding party. Got the invite to the bachelor party. Super stoked. Hopefully I can make it. A lot of stuff coming up, including a trip to Florida. But before we get to all that, I, uh, I wanted to start off with, with actually some sad news. It's, it's sad if you're a sports fan. It's sad if you're a hockey fan. It's sad if you're a Blackhawks fan. Mostly the third one. It's sad if you're a Blackhawks fan. Because if you're a Rangers fan, you're fucking loving it. It is the end of an era in Chicago. At least for the Blackhawks. Um, Patrick Kane has been traded to the New York Rangers. It's Patrick Kane and uh, Cooper Zach, which I thought Zach was a last name, but here I am learning something new every day. New York got Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane kind of made it clear he wanted to go to the Rangers. So with that being known, Chicago didn't get much. They got a 2023 second round pick and a 2025 fourth round pick. Now, the thing is about that second-round pick, it can turn into a first-round pick if the Rangers make the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. I believe it's the Finals, maybe semifinals. Oh, sorry, just burped. I'm having some raspberry, uh, raspberry iced tea. It's delicious. 
It's not brisk, but it's good. So 2023 conditional second round pick. There's a lot of tough competition going on in the East, so it's going to be tough for them to make the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. It can happen, but it's going to be tough. So we'll see if that remains a second or becomes a first. But also, if they make the Eastern Conference Semis, I feel like if it's a first, it it won't be a high first anyway, so whatever. Then they got a couple players. They got uh, Andy Walensky and uh, Vili... Sarah Jarvi, oh, I'm probably saying that wrong. I apologize if I just butchered your name. But uh, yeah, no, Patrick Kane is gone. He is no longer a Black Hawk, African-American Hawk, whatever, Wakanda forever. No condom forever, whatever they say in Black Panther. Uh, his resume, though, is pretty damn good. First time here in Chicago. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion. That's why I keep saying it's the end of an era because the Hawks, that was a dynasty. Everyone argues about what a dynasty is. I think three championships is a dynasty, and they did it in a short enough amount of time where it can be called a dynasty. And I don't think a lot of people would argue. And if you do want to argue that, mm, go fuck yourself. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Go fuck yourself if you want to argue that. So three-time Stanley Cup champion, 2012 uh Slash 13, whatever. Con Smythe Trophy winner. He's the 2015 slash 16 Hart Trophy winner. 2015 slash 16 Art Ross Trophy winner. 2015 slash 16 Ted Lindsay Award winner. What a fucking season that was. Three big awards right there. The 0708 uh, Calder Trophy winner. He has 446 goals as a Black Hawk. Seven Black Hawk. Black Hawk. 779 assists, and he ended up with uh, 1,225 total points as a Blackhawk. A lot of great memories um, with him as a Blackhawk. He got the game winner in Philly for that first cup against the Flyers, which (laughs) which was pretty fun because no one knew it was a goal. I remember even watching it and... I think there were like maybe two people that knew that it was a goal, but the majority of people are like, did what? Did it happen? Did it go in? And then you see Kane celebrating. You're like, holy shit, they just won the fucking cup. And that was the first one. And then there was Boston and uh, yeah, the Lightning as well. So it was um, it was fun to see. And then he had uh, the heartbreaker celebration against the Kings. It, it, it was such an error. And we watched a lot of those games at uh, the Crossing. Not the new Crossing. Well, it's not new anymore because it's gone. It got shut down. Good. R.I.P. Rest in piss. Am I right? That's something that rappers used to say when they were really mad at someone who died. I think. I got to do some research on that. But <laughs> at the original Crossing, right by the train tracks on uh, Ridgeland, which is now Burger Station, I believe it's called. Gourmet burgers and whatnot, mac and cheese. But it used to be The Crossing, and we would go there all the time because it was Dollar Tall Boys, Bud Light and Miller Lite Tall Boys. So I was getting Dollar Bud Light Tall Boys like crazy because they were a dollar. Like, how the fuck you can't beat that? And this bar was established when we were in college. 
So this is like the perfect bar for a college kid who doesn't have the most money in the world. Obviously, you're growing up in Chicago Ridge. You're not super rich. Um, and you're just looking for a good time. This bar was that. Now, there were a lot of shady characters at this bar, but you could put up with it and uh, for, for the prices. Now, like I said, the Blackhawks were the best team in Chicago during the peak of this bar. Um, so we were that we watched so many Blackhawk games there. And then, uh, my buddy, Kevin Cosman's basement, we watched a lot. So those were the two places I'd associate those two places most with the Blackhawks actually, because I watched a lot of games at the crossing and I watched a lot of games in Kevin's basement. And a lot of those good Blackhawk memories are thanks to captain, captain, <laughs> thanks to Patrick Kane. He was not the captain. Jonathan Taze, who technically is still a Blackhawk, but it doesn't look good, if I'm being totally honest. He released a statement, and it's just uh, it's a, a no bueno situation. So we'll see if that lasts. It, it probably will not. Um, by next season, everyone, I think, will be officially gone, whereas right now it just feels like everyone's gone. But I think it'll be official by next season. And so this, by everyone, I mean like Hosa, Sharp, Kaner, Taze, Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford, like everyone's everyone's gone. And it's sad because they were that that group was responsible for a lot of good memories, a lot of great times. And it's over. And it's another thing that I'm like, holy shit, I'm growing up. Um it's yeah, it's crazy. But after this trade, the the Rangers are now plus eleven hundred for their Stanley Cup odds. They're still behind the Maple Leafs. They're still behind the Hurricanes. They're still behind the Bruins, who they are all in the Eastern Conference. So, like I said, they have their competition cut out for them. And then they're behind the Avalanche as well. Avalanche are actually second at plus 600. Uh, those Bruins are uh, their number one at plus 475. And they have every right to be number one. It, it makes sense. They're putting on a historic season. But um, those are the odds as far as teams that are ahead of them uh, point-wise. You also have the Devils. Devils have 85 points total for the season, and the Rangers have 79. So you still have the Devils above them, too. It's just odd-wise they're not above them. Um, so they have, some, they have it cut out if they want to make... Yeah, the Devils are plus 1,300 to make the cup. The Lightning are plus 1,200. So the, even the Lightning, who don't have as many points as the Rangers right now, obviously not as much as the Devils either. They're actually ranked odds-wise above um, the uh, the Devils. So anyway, it's, uh, it's sad that it's the end of an era, but this is what happens. This is life. It begins and it ends, and that's the same with all things, you know? Uh, this too shall pass. Tom Hanks said it best. I don't think he can be credited with that quote, but I saw some little roundtable talk that he was having with, it was like, um, Shia LaBeouf was there, Jamie Foxx was there, Adam Sandler, and it was Tom Hanks, and he kept saying, this too shall pass. It's good and it's bad. You know, he's like, hey, things are going well for you. This too shall pass. Hey, things aren't going well. This too shall pass. And the era has passed. So it's crazy. 
but it is what it is. Ottawa make a bit made Ottawa made a holy fuck. Why can't I talk? Okay. Let's do that again. Good? Go. Ottawa made a big trade. That's probably why it was hard to say. I credit MCs. It's difficult, these little tongue twisters. But they made a big trade. Uh, they got Jacob to churn. <laughs> Again, probably mispronouncing that. Hockey names are difficult. It's not like football where it's like Jared Allen, Jake Plummer, Jay Cutler. No, Jay Cutler, goat. But Tom Brady. Jacob Chichurin went to Ottawa uh, for, they sent Arizona a first round pick in 2023, a second round pick in 2024, and a second round pick in 2026. So big haul for him. I don't know if that's enough uh, to send them to the, I might send them to the playoffs, but you know, maybe they're just setting themselves up. <clears throat> As someone who has Ottawa tattooed on my arm, I should probably play Pay more attention to them, but I uh, I choose not to. Uh, I choose not to. It's my choice. So fuck you, right? Yeah, respect my decision. I know I say this all the time, but I do want to get more into hockey. So I'm going to hit you with some quick facts that have happened. Connor McDavid had five consecutive multi-goal games. That's historic. Um, it's just It seems like there's something every week about McDavid that is just like historic or it's a fact that you're like what the fuck who is this guy and it's uh this it's five consecutive games with multiple goals um mario lemieux lemieux <laughs> i'm probably gonna get a bunch of shit because i know i mispronounced that Lemo lemieux he's one of the greatest of all time and i'm mispronouncing his name again i'm hockey is not my first sport so i apologize um alexander Mogilny, 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 Punch, Broadbent, what a name, Punch, and Joe Malone, those are um, from the 1920s, they had six consecutive multi-goal games, so does that really count, I don't know, then McDavid is up there with five, five in a row, so he has uh, made historic company again, and uh, it's pretty cool that we get to watch him, because he has I think he has potential to be the GOAT. It's Gretzky right now by a mile still, a long mile. But McDavid is that good where he can be in the conversation. And you could bring him up right now as, you, you will not bring him up as the GOAT, but you can say, and I don't think a lot of people would argue, he has the potential where he can have that title one day. And I think a lot of people would say, yeah, he has that potential. So it's all about potential with McDavid. And he's shown what he can do, and it's fucking amazing. The guy's incredible. Uh, Boston got Tyler Bertuzzi from uh, Detroit for a first round and a fourth round. So Boston just keeps getting better. It's, it's a little ridiculous. They're the team that's just fucking killing it, and they got better at the trade deadline. They added some pieces, and I don't know. It's crazy that they're just – it's crazy that the number one team in a sport can get better at the trade deadline. I know that's how it works. You know, it's it's not like it's unfair or anything. They did everything right. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm thinking it's going to be hard for the Rangers to make that Eastern Conference final with a team like Boston potentially in their way. Um, 
Yeah. So, but Toronto's looking good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> there's that. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I just quick note about Toronto. They're looking good. They picked up, they had some, you know, good trades and, uh, yeah, they're fine. They're doing fine. So I think it's, it's going to be the Rangers, the Bruins, the Hurricanes. I think the Devils can still get in. And oh my God. Yeah. That is a, that is a tough conference, man. Fuck. I mentioned the lightning earlier. They're in the Western conference. Um, just a little FYI. So crazy stuff, but end of an era in the history of the Chicago Blackhawks. RIP. Thanks for all the memories. Great times. Great times. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. That was a long-ass intro, so let's get into it before I ramble anymore. Uh, right now we're at 16.58, and now we hit 17 minutes, so I'm just going to end it because it was going to bug me if I just didn't make it to 17 minutes. I like to round, I, I, you know, okay, 17. I'm going to stop. All right, let's go. Episode 58. Fuck yeah. All right, everybody, and we're back. Episode 58, bit of a bit of a, an icebreaker of an intro. You see what I did there? Icebreaker? Because it was mostly about hockey, and they play on ice. So I said icebreaker of an intro. That's great. Days like the moments like this are, are when I really wish that I had a partner who I could do this podcast with on a regular basis because I know that they would be laughing their ass off at how funny that joke was. Um, unfortunately, right now, Finn's asleep, Shorzy's asleep, Theo's asleep, Hadley's asleep. It's just me. <clears throat> and my raspberry iced tea that you just heard. Thank God you can't smell through phones. Actually, I don't know. Raspberry iced tea, burps, it's probably not awful. Theo, actually, this morning I was on the couch and she jumped up like right next to me and it was really cute because she like nuzzled into my shoulder and it just fucking burped right in my face and it was disgusting. Like it smelled really bad to the point where I just involuntarily went, what the fuck? And she, you know, obviously didn't know what was going on because she's a dog, but it was very rude of her and I'm hoping she's not a rude dog. I'm hoping she's a lady, but... Based off that and how much she farts, that girl rips ass like no other. If she's like attempting to get on the couch or stretching out when she's laying down, like she's going to let one rip. She's going to rip some major Mastiff ass. So not a lady yet, but she has time. She's a puppy. What are you going to do? Um, Haunted Mansion. Let's get right into it. Haunted Mansion trailer dropped today. Uh, they are redoing the Haunted Mansion. I'm, I'm assuming it's a redo, not a uh, sequel to the Eddie Murphy one from like 05, I think that came out. 03, 05, 04, something around there. It's one of those. I really liked the Eddie Murphy one. There's some stupid parts in it for sure, but like I, the, the wife, I don't like her as an actress. At least in that, not my bag of tea. I say bag of tea because it's funnier than cup of tea because, you know, tea bag. Balls. It all comes back to balls. But uh, 
watch the the teaser trailer for the new haunted mansion which will come out later this year i'm assuming it's going to come out in the fall sometime around halloween but i don't know i can't see the future maybe madame uh, leota can who will be played by jamie lee curtis love to see that owen wilson looks great in it i think he plays a priest who is going to try to like bless the house or whatever he looks pretty funny love me some owen wilson wow Wow, it's a haunted mansion. Wow. Wow. Ka-chow. Am I right? No, I'm just kidding. That's my other movie. Wow. Tiffany Haddish is in it. Her, you know, she's one that, you know, take it or leave it. I I could care less about her. I'm not a huge fan, but also I don't truly hate her, you know, because she hasn't done anything to me. And I could tolerate her on the screen, so... Jared Leto is apparently in it. He plays Alistair Crump. I didn't see him in the teaser. I didn't see Ryan Gosling in the teaser. I didn't see Winona Ryder in the teaser. And I didn't see Dan Levy in the, in the teaser. And they're all supposed to be in it. And I didn't see any of them. But I did see Lakeith, Stanfe- Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, he looks pretty funny in it. Danny DeVito I saw. Rosario Dawson I saw. Chase Dillon plays the kid. So... Um, that it's a solid cast. It really is pretty stacked. I like mostly everyone in it. Like I said, Tiffany Haddish. I'm not her biggest fan, but also I'm not her biggest hater either. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm the only one who really just would prefer someone. That's what it is. I would prefer someone else. So I'm okay with it. But if you give me the option, Tiffany Haddish or someone else, I'm probably going to pick someone else. Most of the time. Most of the time. There are, you know exceptions but like Anna Kendrick is one that I don't care about anymore Rebel Wilson um I'm over the rock I'm over the rock I think I'm over Jason Statham too it's just he's the same thing in everything he does and it's just like all right I get it you're a badass guy you're a badass Englishman you know like we you know we get it all right mate yeah I'm the transporter I'm in Craig I'm in the, you know all right, so just saying. Uh, anyway, Haunted Mansion, though. I think it's going to be solid time. Uh, like I said, even the Eddie Murphy one, I did not mind at all. I thought it was fun. There were some tiny creepy parts, like very slightly. As a kid, I was probably creeped out. Now, obviously, it doesn't get to me because I've seen some shit. Let's just say I've seen some shit, homie. And uh, Haunted Mansion does not tickle my spooky bone anymore. But I do enjoy it still. I think it's a nice watch. Especially because it's based off my favorite ride at Disney World. The Haunted Mansion. It's, it, I, I love the, the spookiness that goes on there. And it's fun spooky. Which is, in my opinion, the best kind of spooky. I think scary and spooky are two separate things. I think scary is like... It, it's supposed to make you feel unsettled, like unsettled and... Uh, it's unnerving and, you know, you just feel uneasy. A lot of unwords. Um, whereas spooky is, is kind of fun. You know, it's like uh, the old vintage Halloween stuff in the window at night. You're like, oh, that's kind of spooky. Spooky, though. Not scary. Spooky. So the difference between spooky and scary, I'll get into that more the closer we get to Halloween. But as far as Haunted Mansion, looks spooky. It looks like spooky fun. I will uh, definitely give that movie a shot because, uh, first of all, it's going to be on Disney Plus. 
so I could watch it for free. I think it's getting released in the theaters first, much like most things now, now that COVID is uh, getting closer and closer to being forgotten completely. But uh, it'll be on Disney Plus, I'm sure of it, and I could I could watch it whenever I want. So when that drops, I'm going to watch it. I doubt I'll see it in theaters. I don't know if I'm that excited for it, enough to spend however much a movie ticket is nowadays. I heard AMC's bumping up some prices, so I probably will see it in the comfort of my own home. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I was told there was going to be a Guillermo del Toro R-rated version of The Haunted Mansion with Ryan Gosling. So maybe, because I saw Ryan Gosling's name in the cast for this Disney version. So maybe there was some confusion there. I don't know, but it was probably just a rumor that I heard a stupid rumor that I got all excited for. Because an R-rated version of The Haunted Mansion, that'd be so fucking cool. But uh, alas, 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 here we are with the uh, Disney version coming out in 2023. The Muppets one came out, I think it's been two years now that the Muppets Haunted Mansion thing came out. Crazy how fast time is flying. Having a kid, man, woof, you know? Everything's a blur. It's like yesterday, two weeks ago, a month ago. There's no difference. It's all just the past. I know that sounds kind of sad, but it's, you know, it's just, it's crazy parent life. It's crazy. You know, so. So I'm sure with that in mind, The Haunted Mansion will be released before I know it. And I'll be happy because I'll be watching a new version of The Haunted Mansion. Which, whether it's good or bad, any take on The Haunted Mansion, I'm going to give a shot. So, there's that. But... I'm not going to give that movie its flowers yet because it's not out, obviously. have not seen it. Give the Eddie Murphy one its flowers. But I'm also going to give a little movie called Jennifer's Body its flowers. Now, uh, if you have not seen Jennifer's Body, I'm not overly surprised. This was a movie that came out in 2009. Um, it stars Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, Adam Brody's in it. Now this is so I watched it recently because I saw it. It popped up on HBO Max, and I was like, "Oh shit!" The last time I watched that movie, I did not realize that it was a horror comedy. I thought it was supposed to be a horror movie. And again, this came out in two thousand nine, so I wasn't, you know, I didn't get a full grip on my movie knowledge yet. I was supposed to perceive something. Jennifer's Body is a horror comedy. It was written by Diablo Cody, who I heard her in an interview. She's great. But uh, if you think of it as a horror comedy, it becomes a lot better of a movie. Whereas if you thought of it strictly as horror, you're like, this is kind of fucking dumb. But horror comedy does make a big difference because you're like, oh, shit, that's supposed to be funny. That's not supposed to be some serious line. There's a lot of lines in it that are funny when you think of it as a comedy, which, you know, I know it's it's a little confusing, but stick with me. <laughs> um yeah, but yeah, Megan Fox is in it. She plays Jennifer, who the movie is about her body. So like back in the day when this movie came out, also this movie, 2009, this is high school me, freshman in high school. I'm like, oh shit, Jennifer's body, Megan Fox on the poster in a schoolgirl outfit. I'm sure she gets naked in this movie. I am going to buy this movie on DVD and I'm going to beat my meat to it. That was my mindset going into this movie. 
And then I bought the unrated version just to cover all my bases because I'm like, if she's, she may not be naked in the regular version, but maybe in the unrated version, you know, in case she isn't in the regular, she's, she's got to be, she's got to show some, some nudity in the unrated, right? And it just doesn't happen. So I was disappointed about that. And then my mind thought it was supposed to be strictly horror. So I was disappointed about that. Going back, if I knew that it was supposed to be horror comedy and I knew that Jennifer, well, <laughs> sorry, that Megan Fox uh, showed no nudity in it, no boobs, nothing, I think I, I would have liked this movie a lot more back then. But now I know that stuff. I watched it again. It's a pleasant watch. It really is. And there's some, like, so Adam Brody is uh, the lead singer of the band that they kind of kidnap Jennifer and do the ritual on her and make her into her succubus monster self. Chris Pratt is in it for like five minutes. He's, he plays a kind of like a country cop because the town is called Devil's Kettle. And Adam Brody, the lead singer of the band, keeps calling it Devil's Lake, but it's, it's just like a little running joke. Um, yeah, Chris Pratt being in it was, I forgot that he was in it. And I saw him, I'm like, oh shit. And then I forgot that J.K. Simmons is in it. He plays the teacher. Um, he's funny. He's got this like really bad curly wig going on, but and then he has a hook hand for some reason. I don't know. He hands a kid a tissue because there's like the bar burns down and it's like the tragedy in a small town. And this one girl's crying and he hands, hands her a tissue with his little hook hand. So that's uh, kind of funny, I guess. Johnny Simmons plays Chip. Um, he's one who I, I imagined him getting, like, I think, I think he peaked. I don't know. I haven't looked into what he's doing recently. So if he's doing a lot of stuff, I am sorry that I am unaware. Um, yeah, Jennifer's body, Perks of Being a Wallflower, the to-do list, Evan Almighty, Whiplash, like he was in 21 Jump Street. These are all movies that were late 2000s, early 2010s. So. Um, yeah, he was kind of, he was big back then and I don't know what he's really up to now. Maybe there's something that he's doing. I don't know. Kyle Gallner, isn't it? Kyle Gallner? Ganner? Gallner? Gallner. Because it's two, two L's. So gall, ball. So it's Gallner, right? Yeah, we're going to go with that. Kyle Gallner is in it and, um, he's probably my favorite in it other than the guy. I'll get to it in a second. Kyle Gallner, big-time horror uh, dude. He was in Smile. That just came out in 2022. He was in The Haunting in Connecticut. He was in The Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Jennifer's Body. He was in Scream 5. He was in The Cleansing Hour. Like, he's been in a lot of horror movies, and I really like him and everything he does. I kind of wish he was in more, um, but he is not. Alas, he is not. kind of wish he was because he's, he's a joy to watch. He's really funny, and he actually has... Whew. I don't know. This raspberry iced tea, man. There's a lot. There's, I don't know. There's something in it. I am a madman right now with the, with the burps, the belches. But uh, he has one of, the, one of my favorite lines where he invites Jennifer out. And he goes, I was wondering if you wanted to see a movie. They're doing a midnight showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And she goes, I don't like boxing movies and just his look of like disbelief that she thinks it's a boxing movie he kind of just he goes it's not a fucking boxing movie fuck it 
and the delivery of it and just the line itself is really great. So uh, I really appreciated him in this movie, although he's total emo. He's got the nail polish and the, the eyeliner and the pierced lip and the, the scene haircut. So you could tell this was a 2009 movie for sure. Um, other than that, no one really big in it, um, except for, like I was going to say, Bill, hoping I'm saying this right, Fagerbakey, Fagerbaki, William Fagerbaki, F-A-G-E-R-B-A-K-K-E. There's a lot of things you could, like, there's a lot of mispronunciations of that name that can probably get me into trouble. But anyway, he's, uh, he does the voice of Patrick from SpongeBob, uh, Patrick Star, and he has a line that I realized was only in the unrated version um, because I remember this line. I, this line made me laugh. Even when I thought it was a horror movie, this line made me laugh. And now that I know it's a comedy, it's even funnier, you know? Because I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be funny. Like, this is fucking great. And his kid gets killed. Not funny. That part's not funny. But kid gets killed, and they're by, like, the forest, and they see the body coming, like, you know, coming out. And his wife is crying, and he gets so upset. Like, he's, like, you could see the anger on his face, and he's in, like, He's got gym shorts on and like an Adidas jacket and looks, I don't know, whatever. It's not weird, but it's, I don't know. It's weird seeing the guy who voiced Patrick Starr do anything, I guess, so. But he, the body body of his son is getting uh, carted out on the stretcher. And he's basically saying like, I'm going to get whoever did this. I'm going to find you and I'm going to cut your nutsack off. And nail it to my door and leave it hanging like one of those door knockers the rich folks got. Or something like that. And he's like, you know, leave it laying like one of them fancy door knockers rich folks got. You hear me? That will be your balls. And it's this super, like, dramatic line. But it's hilarious when you think about the line itself and what he's saying. And again, the way it's written and all that stuff. And he delivers it so well. And also, it's Patrick Starr's voice saying this. And it's like, I'm going to cut your nuts off. It's it's really funny. And I found out that was not in the rated version. Because HBO Max had the rated version. Um, I had the unrated version on DVD growing up. And uh, I was waiting for that line in the rated version. I'm like, oh shit, here it comes. I was like pumping myself up because I know it's fucking hilarious. And then it just didn't happen. And it was like this what the fuck moment. Like, you just robbed me of my favorite line from the movie outside of the boxing movie uh, line. God damn it. Okay, we're done. We're done burping because I am done with my drink. So there can't be any more burping. So we're going we're gonna to power through all that. I apologize if I grossed you out right there. But again, at this point, if this is your first episode... Like listening, welcome, first of all. Thank you for being here. Happy to have you. My name's Joe. You know, nice, nice to have you here. It's, 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 it's a pleasure to meet you. But if it's not, then you know that I'm, I'm a bit of a fucking imbecile and uh, 
burping is on the podcast is no surprise. It really is not. So I hope you can get through that. But anyway, just wanted to send Jennifer's Body um, its flowers. The movie Jennifer's Body. I actually don't know any Jennifer's top of my head. So can't send Jennifer any flowers because I don't know one. I'd have to do some deep diving and I, I really just don't feel like it at the moment. So the movie, I will send you flowers because, again, you deserve it. God damn it, you deserve it. I think it's really funny. And, you know, it's not like, I'm not going to revere this movie as one of the all-time greats, but upon a second, third viewing, knowing what the movie is supposed to be, like, and having an idea of that and knowing that Megan Fox does not get naked, I enjoyed it a lot more. I enjoyed it a lot more. So there you go, Jennifer's body. There are your flowers. Enjoy them. Smell them. I don't know how often you get sent flowers these days. You came out uh, 14 years ago, almost the 15-year anniversary of Jennifer's body, which is wild that 2009 was almost 15 years ago. That's fucking insane to me. But it is what it is. Like I said, time passes. It, it's, it's really fast. It's really fast. So, um, okay. We're going to take a break. I guess, would you, do you count the intro as a break? I think the intro is technically a break. So we're going to take our second break of the podcast. And uh, we will be back though. And uh, who knows what we're going to talk about. We might talk about Orlando because I'm, Literally this time tomorrow, I will be in Orlando, so I'm trying to get this episode out, and uh, I'm going to take a little little break, which I won't even be there a full week, so I could definitely do, I actually have a podcast scheduled the day after I get back, so I get back the 7th, I have an interview scheduled on the 8th with Tyson Cox, pretty funny comedian from coming out of the Midwest, um, so that should be pretty funny, pretty fun, but uh, we'll see if I'm up for it. If I'm not too jet lagged, because it's going to be a tiring vacation, which nowadays, I think the older I get, like, I'm like, vacation, relaxing, chilling. No, that's not this one. This one, we're, we're doing Disney. We're doing a park a day. We're going to be doing a lot of walking. So, uh, you know, I'm going to try to make sure I have a beer in my hand wherever I go and feel good. You know, that's the goal, right? Of vacation. So. Again, we'll talk about Orlando when I get back. All sorts of Orlandos. Talk about everything Orlando when I get back. Yeah, that's what we'll do when I get back. We'll talk about Orlando. Fuck it. Why not? I can do whatever I want. It's my podcast. I am the one who knocks. All right, everybody. And we are back. Episode 58. Keep this train chugging along. I've said that before. That almost sounded a little bit true. We're going to keep this train chugging along. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo. You know how it is. Uh, I have the best trains. No one has better trains than me. My trains chug way faster than anybody else's trains. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo. But uh, anyway, there's that. We are back, episode two. We are back. We are back. We're still here, in the words of Brendan Fraser. That's a very vague quote, but I just I saw an interview. He was there at some actors' roundtable, just like that Tom Hanks thing I mentioned earlier. But um, I just tried to hold in a burp. 
because I literally just got done saying that I wasn't going to anymore. And here we are. <laughs> I also, I wanted to note the end of the last segment, it was like this awkward silence. I was trying to think of something to say. And then my mind was like, say something, say something, say something, you fucking idiot, no. And then I just pressed, I pressed end. So I just stopped the recording. But saw some interview where Brendan Fraser was at a actor's roundtable type of thing. And there was an actor that had worked with him on Encino Man back in 91. And uh, he was like, he, he was like, we're still here. And it's like the way he said it was very emotional. Obviously, my summary does not make it sound emotional at all. But uh, we're still here. We're still here. So Orlando, we're still here. <laughs> I will be in Orlando this time tomorrow. It's me. Sorry, I'm itching my nose. I am not doing coke, I swear. Just got an itchy nose. I got a lot of hairs up there. Ah, is that a turn on? You like nose hairs? Yeah, baby, I bet you do. <laughs> this time tomorrow, I will be in Orlando. I will have been in Orlando for a, a solid few hours at this point. I think we'll be at Disney World this time tomorrow, which is crazy because I'm staring right now at my backyard and gloomy skies, dead trees. The grass is more brown and yellow than green. And tomorrow is just going to be a complete fucking 180 change of scenery. And uh, me, my sister, Beck, Becky is my sister, <laughs> uh, her fiance Steve and Cassie, we are all going to Orlando. And I was thinking about all the Orlando things out there. There's Orlando Jones, Orlando Magic, Orlando Bloom, Orlando Brown, and then Orlando. And I wanted to kind of rank the Orlandos out there. So I'm going to do that, my rankings of the Orlandos. This is personal opinion. You know, this is based off personal experience. Orlando, the city, is my number one. A lot of good memories in Orlando, the city. My parents took me there a lot growing up. We would do vacations to Florida. We would do like part Orlando, part Daytona. And it was great. It was the perfect balance. We'd go to Disney World. We went to Universal. We went to SeaWorld. We did all the stuff in Orlando. I remember one time they had to go to some timeshare thing to get a free room somewhere. I vaguely remember it. I was, I was bored out of my mind. I was like, what? Why the fuck aren't we at Disney right now? What is this place? And there was like this like little like weird playground thing in there. I don't know. But it was to get a free room somewhere. And they had to sit through that. And um, the guy kept saying like, Orlando was built. And it kind of sounds like Dr. Phil, but he was like, Orlando was built with a mouse, a duck, and a whale. And I'm like, I think there's more to it than that, but okay. Whatever. Timeshare talk aside, Orlando has been nothing but kind to me. Nothing, it's given me nothing. But, I kind of sound like Trump again. I kind of sound like Trump again. I'm not trying to. Orlando has been nothing but kind to me. It's given me a lot of good memories. Disney, Universal. I went on the Spider-Man 3D ride. It was very scary. I had to fight off Dr. Octopus. But um, Orlando's given me great memories. I had a lot of great memories in Orlando growing up. A lot of pictures to prove it. Video, once I get my uh, little tapes, because I threw away the old camera, because it was just dead. It wasn't working anymore, and it was really sad. So end of an era there, too. Another end of an era. A lot of ends of eras this season on this podcast. Tom Brady, Ozzy Osbourne, Patrick Kane going to the Rangers, 
and uh, my old family video camera, camcorder, if you will. But I found a place that can take the tapes as long as they're in decent enough condition and convert them to DVDs or digital copies or whatever. So I'm going to do that. Very happy about that. Going to have a little trip down memory lane. A little trip down memory lane. Boobies, am I right? Jennifer's body. No boobies in that at all. So moving on. Orlando, the city is my number one because I have a lot of good memories there and I really like that city and I'm hoping to make some more starting tomorrow. Less than 24 hours, you'll be in Orlando. Back at it. We're still here. Two will be... I'm going to say two is Orlando Bloom for me. He's a hunk, first of all. Big time hunkage. A lot of Man Crush Monday going on. Um, but he was in Pirates of the Caribbean and he was in Lord of the Rings and he was badass in both of those. And I watched both of those movies a lot growing up. Pirates of the Caribbean a little more. Lord of the Rings, I never, like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars are these two huge franchises that I never really cared too much about, but I still watch like the two towers I used to watch all the time. And I used to play the game and I was always Legolas because I just thought he was the most badass. Gimbley probably would have been the most badass because he had an axe and a beard and he drank a lot, but he's also a dwarf. So it's like, that's, you know, sorry. Sorry, Peter Dinklage, but you know, you lose some badass points when you're up to, when, you know, you're up to my thigh. And I could call you Willow, thigh high. I'm going to stop making fun of small people right now. Moving on. So Orlando Bloom is number two for me because he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, which I have a Pirates of the Caribbean tattoo. That's like my second favorite ride at Disney World, most likely. Like I said, haven't been there in a minute, but last time I was there, it was actually shut down. <laughs> I was really fucking bummed about that, but I got a Pirates of the Caribbean hat that I wear sometimes. It's Captain Joe. It's when I black out. Uh, nowadays, I wear it to work on Crazy Hat Day, and I feel like a total failure. Not failure. Kind of lame. Whatever. But uh, Orlando Bloom was number two, mainly because of Pirates of the Caribbean, but also because he was, he was Legolas, who was, I thought, the coolest character in Lord of the Rings. Number three will be the Orlando Magic. Um, basketball team that I like playing with on video games. I watched the 30 for 30, this magic moment, about when the Magic were starting out, Penny Hardaway and Shaq. Um, great combo. A lot of cool clips of, of the old Orlando Magic. I have an Orlando Magic jersey. It's an old Tracy McGrady one. Blue pinstripes. I might bring that to Orlando uh, when we go tomorrow. I, I have yet to pack. I should probably pack. Probably got to do that soon. But the Orlando Magic are great. And I think the Orlando Magic are uh, currently, they're not doing well, but I think they're going to be a threat in the East Give it three years. I think they have a lot of young talent. I think they just need a couple big names to pull um, some veteran presence, and they'll they'll be off. They have Paolo, Paolo. Um, they have Jalen Suggs. They have both Wagner brothers. Um, Wendell Carter is playing great. Markel Fultz is playing great. Like they have they have the talent. Jonathan Isaac, Isaac. Like, I forgot that he was a great defenseman. They're going to be, I think, give it three years, they will be competing in the East. Right up there with Milwaukee, right up there with Philly, right up there with Boston, Orlando coming in hot. 
The PBAV Bulls are three and one since they added Patrick Beverly, but they also, you know, they've beaten teams that aren't great. So can't really judge them yet, but Levine did drop 41. Anyway, sorry, no more, no more sports talk right now. We're ranking the Orlandos. We have the City, Orlando Bloom, the Orlando Magic are number three. Because, again, I, I like the blue and black. I think that's a cool color scheme. Number four is going to be Orlando Brown. Guy's a little bit nuts these days. I've seen some interviews. He's got the face tattoos. That doesn't make him nuts. Post Malone has a lot of face tattoos. Seems like the chillest, most down-to-earth guy. Easy to have a conversation with. Normal. Good time. Happy dude. Orlando Brown has face tattoos. It's not so much the case for him, the, the down-to-earthness. No, he seems a little out of this world, actually. Uh, a little uh, a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He seems like he's off his fucking rocker. He says some crazy stuff. And then I see comments that are like, oh, man, he's not crazy. If you know what's up, you know what's up. And he knows what's up. And, you know, he's not crazy. You're crazy if you think he's crazy. I'm like, shut the fuck. What has he said? That like if you dissect what he's saying, you will not surprise. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what? He's making sense. No, he's he's crazy. He wants the clout. I get it. Holding on tight. That so Raven was a long time ago, and that's why you're getting ranked above Orlando Jones, because that so Raven was one of my favorite shows growing up. One of my favorite Disney shows. That's So Raven, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Even Stevens were my top three Disney shows. Um, not in that order. Because actually, Even Stevens came first, then Sweet Life, and then That's So Raven was actually three. But still, Orlando Brown was in That's So Raven. He was Eddie. He was funny. He was not comic relief totally, but he was funny. He was good. I liked him. He was normal. He's a nice kid. You know, and I was a nice kid. And we both turned out kind of different. Because now I think I'm a decent adult. I make some questionable decisions. What are you going to do? But him? Man. A lot more questionable decisions. We'll just say that. But still, he was in one of my top three Disney shows. So I'm going to put him at number four. And then Orlando Jones is going to be at uh, number five. Because he's the one I have the least amount of memories with. You know, he was in uh, The Replacements, which was great. Drumline, which I saw once. Uh, he's in Office Space, but for two seconds. All right, maybe 10 seconds. But he's the one that I'm like, I, I don't really know much about, but I know he exists, so I'm going to put him on the list. He still makes the list because you make the list because you exist, baby. Uh. So there you go, Orlando Jones. You're on the list. You're at number five. But, uh. I don't really know much about you, so that's why you're you're at number five and not four, three, two, or one. But the city is so let's go through the list one more time. City's number one, Orlando Bloom is number two, Orlando Magic number three, Orlando Brown number four, and Orlando Jones at number five. I'm probably missing some Orlando stuff. Um, I apologize if there's something Orlando that I'm missing that you're like, why aren't you talking about this? I apologize. It's not easy to remember everything all the fucking time. Get off my back. Sorry, sorry. Bring it in. Woosa. We're good. Orlando. So there are my Orlando rankings. 
Um, I, I'm so confident that when you turn down this podcast, unless you read the description, because I'm probably going to put the fact that I ranked the Orlandos in the description, but if you didn't read the description, I am confident that you did not expect a list of the, the top five Orlandos that Joe knows being ranked. Where, where else do you get that? You don't get that anywhere else. You know where you get it? At Feel Good Friday. That's why you keep coming back. That's why I average about 25, 30 views an episode. No biggie. It's actually a little less than that these days, which is kind of sad. But like I said in the beginning, text like from, from Nick saying that I'm doing better and that he's he can see that I'm doing better, that's the reason I keep going. And also because I like to get it off. I could get one or two views an episode and I would probably still keep going. Speaking of which, view my last episode, the one with George Medina. It's one of the best ones I've done, I think. We've done. It's one of the best episodes out there. And it's because George and I vibe really well. We, we, that, could have been, that could have gone on a lot longer, but he had some stuff to do. I obviously have Finn here who was probably waking up around then. So um, go check that episode out. Anyway, I'm going to take one last break. One last break. I don't know why I started singing right there, but I did. So deal with it. And when I get back, we are going to wrap this thing up like a burrito because in less than 24 hours, I will be out of town. So I want to get this done now. I want to get this done right. I'm not rushing it. I have stuff I like to talk about. And I'm going to do that in the outro. Coming up after this very brief break. Three second break. Maybe four. Yeah. Maybe five. We'll say it's four. Yeah, we'll split it. Five. Four. No. Fuck. Four. Huh. I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> All right, everybody, like I said, we're back to wrap this thing up just like a big old burrito, baby. Bean and cheese. Actually, I don't like beans in my burrito. I'll be totally honest. I'm not a bean guy. And I told people at work that because there was something that was in the break room. And I was like, what's in that? Fucking looks gross. I didn't say that out loud, but in my mind, I was like, that looks fucking disgusting. But I didn't say it out loud because I'm a good guy. I'm decent. I'm not Orlando Brown. I'm normal. So I asked what it is, though, and uh, they explained what it was, and they said that it had beans in it, and I said, oh, I'm good. I'm not a bean guy. And the coworker was like, what? You look like you love beans. And I think that's an insult, right? Like someone being like, you look like you love beans? That's an insult if I've ever heard one. Now, if someone was like, you look like you love protein shakes and Protein bar, like you look, you look like a spokesperson for Cliff Bar, or, or you look like you drink vodka Red Bull. Like that vodka Red Bulls, maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but the the protein bar one, like then I'd be like, yeah, you, I love that. I love hearing that. I do look like that, right? I look fucking great. I look swole, Joey Swole. It's, if that's copyrighted name, I apologize. I know that's a guy who does stuff virally, but anyway. Um, no, but they said I look like a bean guy, and uh, I just, I am confident that's not a good thing. It's like a customer that said I had a hockey body, which is crazy because I've heard that before. Like years ago, I heard that, and it stuck with me. And I heard it again because we were talking about, it was a couple weeks ago, we were talking about football, talking about the Super Bowl, 
And we were talking about foot, like playing football growing up. And I was like, yeah, I was never like, I never played football. Um, I just don't think like physically that was my game. I don't know why I said that. I played every other sport. I, I could have done football, but I didn't. Uh, and he goes, yeah, no, I get that. You look like you got more of a hockey body anyway, which I think again, I don't think that's necessarily a compliment, at least in the context of which we were talking about. So apparently I'm a bean guy, but I, I, I do not like beans. So I do not call myself a bean guy, but apparently I look like one. So that's fucking awesome. But anyway, moving past it. Don't worry. I just saw a picture of Patrick Kane. Oh, I'm getting emotional. Patrick Kane in a Rangers hat at a Rangers press conference and just didn't look right. I just didn't like seeing that. It was no bueno. Big time no bueno, but it's the reality now. Patrick Kane is a New York Ranger. He's not a Chicago Blackhawk anymore. And uh, I have to accept that. It just didn't look right, though. just didn't look right. Also, Jonathan Quick, who uh, was a goalie for the Kings for 16 years, 16 seasons, he just got moved. He got traded to Columbus, and then Columbus just bought him out or something like that, and he's going to Vegas now. He's going to be a Golden Knight. So uh, Jonathan Quick is no longer a Los Angeles King. So that's an end of an era there, too. There you go. There's another end of an era. So many ends of eras happening. Season three of this podcast. I hope there's not any more. I hope I hope new eras begin. That's what I hope for in 2023. From here on out. No more ends of eras. No more. Although LeBron, he hurt his ankle. He's going to be reevaluated in like a week now, I think. But like, if, if these injuries keep up, it could be the end of the LeBron era. I mean, technically, kind of it already is. Like, he could still kill it. In season 20 or whatever he's in, he's still absolutely killing it. It's so impressive that he's doing so well and putting up the numbers that he's putting up. But is it really the LeBron era still? Is it now the Giannis, Steph Curry era? Maybe Kevin Durant. He looked great in his debut, but also they were playing the Charlotte Hornets without the mellow ball. So it's like, yeah. But I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully no more ends of eras. At least eras that I don't want to end. I did not want that Blackhawks era to end. I knew it had to happen. I knew it wasn't going to last forever, but here we are. I didn't want Ozzy Touring to end. Jonathan Quick, obviously, I don't care about. Tom Brady, I knew was coming. I, but honestly, it it did surprise me that it was official when he like signed the papers and all that shit because it's like you could have thought Tom Brady's career was going to end 10 years ago at that age, but he just kept going and he stayed consistently good. And obviously this last season wasn't his greatest, but it wasn't bad either. Like he was better than a lot of quarterbacks. Of course, when I played him for fantasy, he fucking sucked, but whatever, whatever. I'm over it. I'm over it. We're cool. He'll be on the podcast. Don't worry. Um, I'm such a dork. I was just looking up Orlando. Like I was looking up the resort that we're staying at. And I was looking up video tours of it and a video tour of the Orlando airport. I'm just like trying to get pumped, you know? And uh, that was a couple of the things I did. I'm just, I'm just a dork like that. So anyway, all right. That's enough of me, right? You guys are good. I think you're good. You've had, you've had your fill. You've met your Joe quota, your Joda for the day. Joda. I like that. Baby Joda? No. That's weird now. 
Well, can I call Finn Baby Joda? That's kind of cute, right? It doesn't go with Finn at all. Like, it's not a nickname for Finnegan, but he's my son, and Baby Yoda is such a big thing. It's a little topical, because The Mandalorian just came out with another season. So it's topical, Baby Joda. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe I'll make that a thing. Throw some big old Yoda ears on the kid, and then boom, there you go. That'll be the next uh, big thing. He'll break the internet with that amount of cuteness. That smile, oh my God, yeah. It's crazy. He was going to be the, I was going to audition, not audition him, but whatever, I guess audition. The Gerber baby, they were having uh, tryouts or like a contest, like submit a picture of your baby and he might be the new Gerber, he or she might be the new Gerber baby. And I found out about it a day late. Mm-hmm. There's another burp. It's just going to happen at this point. I apologize. But also, like, deal with it. You're not here. You're fine. Um, I was a day late. I was going to submit Finn. That would have been wild if he was the Gerber baby. Everyone's saying we got a cute one. And the more I look around at these other babies, the more I believe these people. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. That's enough for me. Thank you all for listening. Episode 58 is in the books. We talked about a lot of dumb shit, but uh, we made it through. You know, we powered through. You stayed with me. I appreciate that more than you know. Really, I do appreciate that. And I appreciate everyone who listens. I know I say this a lot, broken record, but I I like to repeat things that I really mean, you know, and uh, because I like to drive the message home. Really just... Oh, just take the message. Take the message, you dirty boy or girl, whatever. Um, But I really like to emphasize on uh, things that I'm grateful for and things that I love. And I tell people or whatever that, you know, I tell them that repeatedly, that I do appreciate them and I do love them and I do cherish the time that I get to spend with them or talk to them or whatever. So everyone who listens to this, thank you so much. Sincerely, I mean that. Also, don't be afraid to reach out. Like I said a couple episodes ago, don't be afraid to reach out. Hit me up. Say, hey, big fan of the podcast. That will make my day. That will make my fucking week, probably. Love hearing that kind of stuff. So um, if you want to do that, do that. If you don't, that's that's cool, too. I'm not, ups- I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it doesn't bother me. At all. Like, I'm not mad about that at all. Okay, I'm good. You're good, Joe. All right. So you're going to be, you're going to be seeing palm trees in less than 24 hours. Just woosa, motherfucker. All right. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. Because now I'm I'm rambling and you guys are like, Joe, hang up the phone. I'm fucking done with this conversation. It's another Midwest goodbye. What are you going to do? I'm from the Midwest. I do the Midwest goodbye. I'm not an Irish goodbye guy. I'm a Midwest goodbye guy. I just keep talking. What can I say? I like talking. Unfortunately for Cassie, I love talking. Okay, but I will end it right now. No, now, no, yes, now. Okay, now I'm gonna end it. Oh my god, sorry. One last thing. I know you're like, Joe, just fucking end the episode. Much like how people were saying, Kiss, just stop touring. You're fucking done. You've had like 20 farewell tours. This has spanned like 20 years. You've been trying to say this is the last tour. But this just in, 
they announced the end of the road tour. It's official this time. And they said there, there was, Paul Stanley was saying there was a lot of people snickering that, you know, oh, you've announced so many farewell tours, but this is the last one. Apparently it was going to be official before, but then COVID fucked everything up. And now they are officially, they're done after this tour. The last show is going to be in August, I think they said, at Madison Square Garden. But they're going to do several shows leading up to that in the States. Hopefully they come to Chicago. I'd love to see them one last time. Kiss, kiss kicks ass. Detroit Rock City is one of the, it's not one of the best films, but it's one of my favorite films personally. And uh, I, I hope they come at least close enough to Chicago that I could drive to see them. Because I would, I would love to see their official farewell tour. I think they announced it on the Howard Stern show. They had the whole band on. And uh, Paul Stanley was saying, this is it. COVID messed up the last farewell tour, but this is the end of the road for KISS. I said, it's going to be a hell of a show. Obviously, you got to say that. You can't be like, yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be a real shitty show. A shit show, if you will. So, uh, you know, you're not missing much if you don't come. No, you got to sell it. You, you got to sell it. But it is KISS, and I've heard, I haven't seen them live. Crazy. But I've not seen KISS live, so... If this really is the farewell tour, if this really is the end of the road for Kiss, fuck, I gotta see him, right? Hopefully tickets aren't too bad. I feel like tickets just keep getting more and more expensive. Taylor Swift, Morgan Wallen, Blink-182. It's like, it's music. Like, what? What? why am I paying so much? Like, are you gonna, like, personally sing to me? Are you gonna bring me up on stage and massage me? Is that what's going on? Is that why these ticket prices are so high? You're probably not going to do that. So why, why are you doing so much? But rock bands, usually the tickets aren't as bad, especially a band like Kiss. Like the stadium tour last year wasn't awful with like Motley Crue and Poison and Def Leppard. Um, ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner to come in. Tickets are only like 20 bucks. So bands that I grew up l- listening to and loving, um, the tickets aren't bad. So I'll take that any day. But uh, anyway, KISS. I know oh, I, I'm, the only reason I'm adding this last segment is because I was just saying, hopefully there's no more ends of eras. And now KISS is officially ending its era. It's KISS's, uh, it's the final farewell tour. The final farewell tour. And uh, it's another end of an era. So RIP KISS touring. I hope I get to see you. Hopefully you come to Chicago. I'm sure Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Frit, I'm sure they're big listeners of Feel Good Friday. It seems like their kind of show, you know? That is sarcasm. They probably don't listen to this. I would almost say definitely don't listen to this because I like to think one of them would reach out and be like, Joe, I'll be on the podcast. I'm your biggest fan. And I haven't gotten that DM yet. Yet. I say yet because I never give up. Never say never. Anything can happen. Like I said earlier, anything can happen. But KISS is, is going to end. That's what's going to happen. Final farewell, final farewell tour. End of the road. So thank you for the memories, KISS. Loved you and Tony Hawk's Underground. Final level. You get to unlock them. You were one of the first albums I ever bought. It was a best of. Started with Detroit Rock City. Rock, I used to sing I Want to Rock and Roll All Night, Party Every Day. I used to sing that all the time. There's video footage of me singing that 
with like a fake toy guitar and just in a baby voice, like a kid voice and like toddler voice, whatever. Want to rock in, like, you know, it's adorable because it's me. Detroit Rock City, great movie. Um, Family Jewels, the Gene Simmons reality show, I watched for a little bit. It wasn't as good as the Osbournes, but I still watched it from time to time. Also because Gene Simmons' wife is smoking. It kisses a lot of memories with Kiss. Remember listening to the song Deuce, which I found out later apparently is a term, at least a kiss term for a blowjob. So the, the song is like, you know your man is working hard. He's worth a deuce. Which I thought deuce was a shit. So maybe they're into some stuff that I don't know about. But if it means blowjob, then that's, you know, that's acceptable. That's understandable. Blowjobs are, you know, great. Uh, but there's a part in that where he kind of go, he goes, um, you know your man is working hard. Do it! And he does this, like, shout. And I used to love that as a kid. I was like, rock and roll! And I would, like, tell people, I'd be like, this is the part where he screams. It's awesome. And I was so pumped about it. So, uh, like I said, a lot of Kiss memories. Had a Gene Simmons action figure. A lot of memories. So another end of an era. Literally saw that as I was about to publish this episode. I saw the headline, Kiss is announcing its final farewell tour. Crazy timing. Absolutely crazy timing. But hopefully after this, there won't be any more farewell tours for the rest of the season. There won't be any more ends of eras. Kiss, you better be the last one. Swear to God, if Jimmy Buffett's like, yeah, I'm done, I might, I'm, it might be the end of the Feel Good Friday era. Because I'm just going to start losing hope and feeling sad that I'm getting so old and all my heroes are, are quitting and retiring and dying or whatever. So, Or going to other teams, like Patrick Kane, going to the Rangers. All right, that's it. Now I'm done. Kiss, thanks for the memories. Kane, thanks for the memories. Jonathan Quick, I'm sure LA would like to thank you for the memories. Okay, now I'm done.